Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into another episode of do rags and boat shoes um shout out to everybody who's been listening shout out to everybody you know who see me out and you know just appreciate what i'm doing whether they agree what i say or what i don't say you know what i really like to speak about on my podcast is you know i would like to say you know it has a comedic um element to it but it's mainly a solution-based podcast you know just offering solutions to problems facing my people and just people in general so shout out to everybody who loves to you know voice their opinions and uh you know hey i know i'm doing something good you know um so uh what i really want to talk about on today's show is i really want to talk about revenue streams and how to create those different revenue streams just from your regular nine to five but uh, on the summer jam screen um but before we do that um did you guys see um, it was up on World Star, and it, uh, it was a story CBS News ran about a brother who was framed by a cop, and now they're friends. Now that is the craziest shit. So the story, so the story goes: um, this brother was walking down the street. Um, the both names, you know, I should have wrote them down, but you know, both names are escaping me now. But brother was walking down the street, got stopped by a dirty cop. A uh, dirty cop, you know, framed him for these, these drugs and falsified the police report. And his brother ended up spending four years in prison. Not jail, prison. Four years of his life. And the only way that he got caught, the cop got caught, is because he was falsifying, you know, other police records and things of that sort. And, uh, you know, he had to serve a year in prison. And these these. The, the dirty cop and the brother are from the same small town. They live in a small, small town. And they both ended up working at the same coffee house. Now, if this was me, as soon as I would have got out, you know, those four years, uh, I would have been looking for this man. You know, I would have filed a suit against the city, you know, um, and everything. I would have, I don't know, man. I would have went straight to the media and I would have been, you know, howling like a hit dog. But the first time that I saw this man, you know, if I was in that brother's position, you know, he would have a coffee pot wrapped upside his head, like uh, in that uh, the movie movie with uh, Viggo Mortensen, uh, uh, where his brother's a mob boss. I can't think of it, but when he was in the he he was running that coffee shop, and the mobsters came to see him from his old life, and he wrapped homeboy in the head with that hot coffee pot. That's what that would have been me to that dirty ass cop. It's it's a crazy situation, but. You know, this brother was talking about his Christian faith, you know, made him forgive and all this other stuff. And I mean, if y'all know me, y'all know me. I got a tattoo behind my left ear that reads, God forgives, I don't. So it would have been on on sight. And it just blows me away. Like it really does. 
just blows me smooth the fuck away that you would have that in your heart after four years of your life was taken away from you that you in a cage like an animal for four years of your life you know and i don't know uh hopefully you know it's been i think it was wiped off the brother's record but still how do you get that time back you know i and you know most folks would be like oh you have to forgive to you know it helps yourself fuck that what would help me is wrapping a hot coffee pot upside that dirty cop's head but i ain't him and he ain't me but that just blew me the fuck away so just crazy crazy shit but that was the only thing I really wanted to talk about up on that Summer Jam screen. But I really want to jump forward and start talking about revenue streams. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot with our people, with black folks, um, a lot of times, you know, we have to deal with bullshit on our job. And we have, we put up with it because it pays the bills. It keeps the lights on. And we know that. And, you know, other folks know that, too. You know, you feel like and you know that HR has a file on you. You know, your coworker. You know, is up here talking about, oh, Adrian didn't smile today, you know, running up to HR saying that shit. So they put it in your file and then, you know, you get that email or uh, that text message, you know, from somebody from HR talking about, oh, what's going on? You know, you want to come in my office and sit down and talk, you know, uh, angry black man or angry black woman. You know, that's what their fear is. And you just sometimes you just don't feel like smiling and skinning and grinning at your job. You know what I what I like to do at jobs that I work at, you know, I just try to keep it business because anytime you try to make friends on the job it's just it's just crazy and i know every single black person or person of color has had this where you know they they have a cool work friend friend and they hit you up with that uh, friend request on facebook and you can't see nothing and then as soon as you hit accept everything on their page is just racist as hell you know it's a you know it's fucking uh memes making fun of like mexicans you know how they pronounce words or it's uh what about black on black crime or it's a bunch of stars and bars on that shit and you like what in the flying fuck so now you at work the next day you know looking at this motherfucker sideways because you know them outside of work now that they're true you know biggie and so that's when you know i stopped that shit back in like 2011 ish i was working at um target uh for a couple years and uh, i was a team leader and uh, i was you know adding friends and trying to be friendly with folks and you know i I always got called in the fucking hr office for some shit that was posted on my facebook or something and i'm like what in the flying fuck and then you go through and i had like 10 12 people you know from my job and i'm just like these motherfuckers probably up here screenshotting and like hey adrian said this and all this so i nipped that shit in the bud smoothly so you know people you know from those jobs from like target on after that situation and i stopped adding folks you know people are like oh why you didn't accept my friend request uh do do we hang out outside of work no Uh, only i'm only facebook friends with people that i really know and it's, it's it's pretty much true or people who entertain me you know so but you know i really want you know my people and people of color to you know not feel like that they're into uh, forced slavery you know you're working at a job dealing with bullshit and things like that and you always have to create what i like to call a fuck it fund you heard me right a fuck it fund a fuck it fund is rainy day money because when you 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 just get fucking done dealing with a job 
and what the fuck it fund should include is you have at least three months of your rent and it should have well three months of everything your rent your car note if you're still paying on your car note um you know your insurance your lights your cable and your water and gas bill and you know you should have you know some some money for you know other expenses also you know like food and shit like that while you collect your unemployment so um you always have to have that fun just so you won't feel like you have that pressure of you know compromising your integrity when when somebody a supervisor or a co-worker or something you know steps over the line and you might have to speak your mind and you know you can speak your mind with that freedom of knowing that hey i'll be all right for these next few months while i look for another job so you really need a fuck it fun and it's not just for you know my black folks and my other minorities you know white folks can do that too you know they should be doing that you know just because you do have to put up with so much bullshit at a job well sometimes you do and you know you you get stuck in that rut of living from paycheck to paycheck and you know i know people say oh it's not that easy to save three months worth of money well if you cut down on the fast food and you actually break it down and start saving you know anywhere between eight to fifteen percent of your paycheck you know ten percent of your paycheck is the first two digits of your paycheck and you look at that it might you know could be anywhere between you know 50 to 90 to 100 bucks you know 50 to 100 bucks depending on what you do for a living and you know you just set that money to the side and you know you just keep going keep doing that keep doing that and if you're looking and then you look at the end of the year you know if you make thirty thousand dollars you know for 30 to whatever sixty thousand dollars whatever you're making 20 to whatever even for my young folks y'all need to listen to if y'all just working a little bullshit job where you're making you know 18 to you know $28,000 a year you look at that 10% of that you know you look at that as 1800 bucks to 2800 bucks you know it's yeah, that's, a, that's a healthy chunk of change to have you know but I would uh, definitely suggest you know a lot of times we do during the month have those open paychecks that you know that you like oh shit i'm gonna go buy this that and the third save at least half of that throw half of that into your fucking fund and your fucking fund ain't gotta be in a savings account you know you could just have a safe a jar something hidden away you know hard cash you know just in case you know uh, shit hits the fan because you know if it hits the fan then your bank account might be overdrawn and shit like that and then they start taking money out your savings and all this other shit so it's always best to just have cash on hand but that's a rule of thumb for any man and woman also always keep some cash on hand always keep cash with you because you never know especially when you're out shopping and things like that you know your debit card um you know the internet connection could be down you know at the store or you know the magnetic strip on your debit card or credit card it's not working always keep cash on you always keep cash nearby you never know what's going to happen technology has failed us many a times but you know not to be ranting um you know before it gets to that point of you having frustration that's the first thing that you do need that is a fucking fun then you want to create a second revenue stream i feel like when um especially in the black community i feel like a lot of these folks who who uh try to give out advice you know um for how to deal with situations at your job the best advice you know that some of these folks give is always to you know just do your job and go home don't go there to make friends and shit like that and that is the number one thing but then you got some folks that just be like oh start your own business 
like you really have that capital just sitting around there so i really want to talk about generating you know different revenue streams and just tell you some different hustles to you know get to the point where you know you start bringing in you know extra g you know extra g to like three g's a month you know how nice would that be to have an extra grand you know or two or three or four or five or it takes off you know your side hustle start taking off you don't even need your nine to five anymore you know and this is this is you know even though I, I sound like i'm talking to my folks who who's getting that hourly pay you know my my college degree folks i mean you need to listen to this too you know if you're working in your field of study that you you know that you graduated from you need to listen to this too and pick up a side hustle also because you never know you know a lot of times you guys you know start working for these big corporations and these companies and then they start downsizing with i mean perfect case in point is kind of with them leaving going to chicago so it's always it's always nice to have a little side hustle and um, you know so the first thing you want to do is start generating that fuck it fund you know that's aka the rainy day fund because you never know what's going to happen you never know what's going to you know you might catch your boss you know saying something slick about women and you're a woman and you're like yo what the fuck you call him out on that shit and then all of a sudden you know he's going to HR and now you labeled as the angry feminist at your job and everybody keeps harassing you you can't take the shit no more and you're like fuck it I quit this fucking job and now I'm going to collect my unemployment. But until them unemployment checks start hitting and I'm looking for another job or filing a lawsuit, you know, I need to take care of these bills now. So you won't feel that pressure of having to, you know, stay at that job and deal with a dickhead boss. You know, and it's the same for my black folks, you know, uh, say like another cop killing happens or something. We're dealing with the Peter Liang thing right now. If you don't know what that is, just look it up. You know, it was an Asian cop who uh, killed the brother. By quote-unquote accident, but he was just scared of being in the hood, killed an innocent man, so now they're trying to get him off on um, some kind of manslaughter charge or some shit like that, and the prosecution is actually working with the defense just to get this man, uh, like, house arrest or some bullshit like that, or probation, and just take his job instead of him actually doing, you know, time. But, you know, uh, talking to, speaking about that situation, you know, you can have a white co-worker coming to you talking about, what do you think about this, and da-da-da-da, you know, and you, at any time a black person, I mean a white person asks you something like that, and that tone is like that real questiony, you know, type naivety, uh, you know, type thing, they're, they're fucking with you, they want to see what side of the racial fence that you're on, you know, they want to see if you're you know, if you agree with them or, you you know, you're going to stand by your people and shit like that. And you shouldn't be subject to that at your job. So create that fucking fund, you know, before you get fed up and slap the fuck out of Pamela or slap the fuck out of Todd in the face for saying something slick about your people. You know, whether you're black, brown, yellow, uh, red, man, woman, you know, whatever your sexuality is, you know, it could be. You know, for my gay brothers and sisters out there, you know, somebody said something slick about gay folks or something. So you always want to have that that fucking fun. That's the first thing that you really want to do. And then when you're creating, when you're trying to generate, um, you know, revenue, different revenue streams, you know, you have the ones where like it's like an investment where you really don't have to work. You're just putting money in. So like you're investing in stocks and things of that sort. So you could definitely look into that, research that. And, um, you know, a lot of times people like to say, you know, um, don't buy, you know, stocks when they're dropped down in prices and things like that. But I learned from, you know, my father-in-law that when stocks drop, you know, it's just like them going on sale because the market always bounces back up. So that's just something to keep in mind if you want to play that stock game. So 
and that's one where you let your money work for you or you know getting in the cd that's another way um you know through a bank or whatever a finance financial institution of making your money work for you and then you know you got the other ones um where you actually have to do a little bit of work or do a lot of work and the main thing when it comes to generating revenue streams you really want to sit down and just look at what you're passionate about and how you can get paid for it you know or things that you're good at and what you can get paid at you know and a lot of times you know people get kind of you know they 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 love that idea of being their own boss but they don't want to work towards it and it takes a lot of work it does but if you have something that you're doing for fun and you're not getting paid for it I mean, you you know, start getting paid for. It. You look at somebody like, say, like you just got, um, a, you know, you just got a DSLR camera. You know, one of those really nice cameras. You out here taking pictures and shit like that, just for your own enjoyment, because you you know, I love taking pictures of nature and you know, uh, pictures of people in motion and vehicles in motion. You know, you love taking you know, capturing like, motion pictures and things like that. You know, start um, start freelancing on Facebook. You know, there's there's a huge market, you know, and I'm not even talking about doing like real formal events, but you can work your way up. But there's always been a hustle of, you know, you could take big people's uh, profile pictures for like Facebook or Instagram and things like that. You could help up and coming artists, um, you know, as far as like rappers, singers, um, even like, you know, graffiti artists, you know, just regular ass artists who are just trying to get their name out there. And small businesses you can help them you know by um you know generating pictures for them for their facebook like page their instagram their twitter their tumblr so that's a hustle right there you know charge them you know you can do you can charge by sessions you know a three-hour session for like 150 bucks you know that's nothing compared to people who already got their own photography business going going up and uh, you know they're charging you know thousands of dollars so it's just you can just work your way up you know and it's a smooth little lather right there you know making 150 bucks for three hours that's 50 bucks an hour i mean you could definitely utilize that you know so that's just one thing to think about and then another hustle is for um, my microsoft office uh wizards you know if uh you know your day job consists of you always doing spreadsheets um you know powerpoints or the new thing is called sway where you can add like music to powerpoint presentations and things of that sort. my lady taught me about that because she's the technology ambassador at her school so she's always learning about new programs and things of that sort. um but you know if you're a whiz at microsoft office you know you can actually become a digital assistant so a digital assistant is actually kind of big over overseas in india and then there's some websites here uh in the states that you know you, you just become a digital assistant so basically you're helping somebody like say like an author an up-and-coming author or an established author uh you know get their appointments in order um you, you help them with scheduling con- conflicts you actually uh, you know call different venues for them to help them get booked up and then you just actually you're just an assistant but you're not actually there so you could be working with somebody in new york la uh texas somewhere in chicago somewhere up north somewhere over in hawaii or somewhere over in london england just all over the globe and you do that shit directly you know from your laptop or your desktop and uh you actually can make pretty good money doing that so that's just something you like you can do you know you can actually generate quite a bit of money on that and there's some uh websites that actually will help you get set up you know um sort of like a uh 
um i, I don't know how, how i would call it but it would just you know be a website where it would have all your credentials and things like that and then suitors you know or people who need this assistance will just assistant will just come to you and you know hit you up like hey this is what i need and things of that sort you know but the website will get a cut of the money so i would either go that way or you could advertise on you know um, craigslist just be safe and uh you know through facebook and things of that sort and then for um another thing if you want something simple and easy fucking dog walking you know you can make a killing off of that go to your local dog parks and you know just get some little uh flyers made or some little business cards and you know let them know the days that you're available you know on your off days you can you know walk dogs for you know 25 bucks a pop you know so it's just something to think really sit down and think about and if you really want to take it to the next step you could you know take it to the business level i was working with some brothers um uh with down north digital um we were working with a couple of guys who were going to do a uh, food delivery um service you know they were going to deliver uh you know food for uh how the business is going to work is um you know they would email them um you know your list of groceries and things of that sort and they would basically charge you i think it was uh anywhere between 10 and 15 bucks for fuel and then it would be uh 10 percent of the total cost of your uh your grocery bill so if it was like 10 percent if it was like 200 dollar bill you know they charge you 20 bucks plus the 10 or 15 dollar uh, fuel charge so i mean that's something that you really could think about especially if you have an suv um you know you could get a logo made um you know slap that on the side of your uh your vehicle you know get one of the magnetic uh logo things uh made slap it on the side of your truck or your suv or you could even you know buy a used van off of craigslist and you could actually make a killing off of that because you look at how busy you know moms stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads are you know while the other parents working you know they're watching the kids or it could be a single uh, dad or a single mom you know who just needs some extra help you look at uh, uh, a company like uh, food mart like uh, supermarket like high v and they're making a killing off of their delivery but high v is high as shit so just something to think about or you could take it to the point where you could start like some kind of food delivery courier service just strictly downtown like you could have some you could hop on a bike and you could basically you know set up a twitter account or set up you know just an emailing list where you know people on their lunch break you know they will hit you up two hours before their lunch but like hey you know i don't really feel like walking down to jazz's or you know over to um uh uh, pepper jacks or zeos or something can you get me a couple slices and you know you charge charging 10 bucks a delivery charge you can really make a killing with that if you had the right team with you you know everybody on bikes or some scooters or something or even in a you know a car you know but parking is a bitch downtown but still you know you can set that up as far as you know getting you know uh, you could build actually a pretty pretty solid base with union pacific downtown um, first national bank um you got mutual of omaha you got all you know there's and you got uh well kind of kind of but you know you got all these businesses and banks downtown you could just make a killing and this is for my folks listening out of town too you know you can make a killing in your metropolitan area you know downtown um you know just running and grabbing food you know you can go uh 
you, you it's just real simple you know it doesn't take that much money to start up especially it's free to start up a twitter account and then you just you know basically or setting up an email list you know this is the email set up a gmail and then just have the notifications come straight to your phone and you know just pick and choose you know if it's just you starting out just pick and choose who you want to you know deal with you can charge a delivery fee and you could charge or you could just charge you know a percentage of whatever they pay for their meal but i would just go with a delivery charge so that's another hustle you could do um for my people who like to talk and you're an expert in something consulting easy as shit you just have to be on your p's and q's you know so you could do like business consulting um you know helping folks out with a small business um helping folks out like music wise you know if you really if you really have a passion for you know a particular genre of music you can help up and comers you know um just help them out you know if you know the money game inside and out like as far as investments and financial directing you could uh you know start a consulting business helping people let their money work for them like i said before um you know as far as making your money work for you so if you're if you if you really have a passion about something you can just tell people how to do stuff you know that's all consulting is is sharing your knowledge you know and if you really want to take it to that next level you can write an ebook there's plenty of websites that'll help you out um, as far as starting your ebook and get, getting it distributed on uh, e-reader websites. You know, so people can download it to their Kindle, uh, iBooks, different things like that. You know, so uh, you know, get the typing, get them fingers moving. You know, you can make a killing off of that. And then um, for my folks who got a bunch of followers on social media, like Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter. You know, start um, start turning them followers into dollars. You know, start um, reaching out to these small businesses. Uh, start reaching out to uh, podcasters. You know, like myself. Start reaching out to um, you know musicians, record labels, up and coming record labels, and um, you know, let them know, hey, you know, I'll rock a T-shirt that you have for this amount of money for this amount of days. You know, and things of that sort, because that's basically my next step as far as getting this podcast, you know, to a broader audience is, you know, I'm hollering at a, a few uh, quote unquote um, IG models and then a couple of brothers um, on Twitter who have like a bunch of followers, you know, once I get these T-shirts pressed up and then just have them rock them and then, you know, just, you know, tweet out my link you know or uh, put their link in my bio you know for like a week or two you know to their thousands of followers some of these folks you know got like you know 40,000 to like 120,000 followers so and if you want if you got that many followers and you ain't turning them into dollars I don't know what the fuck you're doing you know maybe you just like the attention but you know and folks holler at me you know if you got a bunch of followers and you're trying to make a couple bucks because you know once i get these shirts pressed up i'll be reaching out to folks um you know to promote uh <clears throat> the podcast so that's just another thing that's a, a real easy thing right there and it's taking i mean you already got all those followers only only money that you're spending you know is whatever you pay for your phone bill so or you might have to you know you pay that little paypal fee you know that little percentage you know so and then if you got a late model vehicle you know uh, drive uber there's people who can you know make you know 300 to 500 bucks in a weekend driving uber you know they work monday through friday start you know driving friday night and you may stop sunday afternoon you know or just work friday and saturday you know and making 300 bucks i mean how that's not bad making 300 bucks in a weekend so it's just something that you really want to think about it's always moving forward 
you know, and just it's not even it's these aren't even high risk items, you know. Everything that I'm telling you, it works only if you do, you know. So uh, well, I guess, you know, investing your money is a little bit risky, but hey, you got to learn how to play the market and go see a consultant, you know, maybe a consultant who listened to the show and, you know, started up their own business. So that's that's just something that you really want to think about. Um, you really want to sit down, think about what you're passionate about and just think about, you know, how to monetize that. So it's all about creating revenue streams. That's the name of the game. You want to have multiple sources of income coming in. You know, uh, a few years ago, the sneaker game was crazy, and I was on my reseller shit. Like, um, when the, the, this was back when I was working at Target, um, and then working at the Mart, um, it was, you know, I was flipping kicks left and right. You know, I wear a pair of kicks once, throw them up on uh, um, eBay, you know, come out. Um, you know, uh, $150 pair of shoes, $200 pair of shoes, you know, I'm selling them, you know, $150 pair going for $275, $300, the $200 pair, you know, going for $350, you know, so, hey, you can still flip kicks, but, you know, it's getting a little, uh, the, the sneaker game's getting a little, um, not, I'm not saying saturated, but folks are kind of stepping back, it's getting to the point now where you can, you know, cop, you know, major Jordan releases, like general releases, you know, a couple of days after they drop, you know, unless there's a, it's a pair of 11s, you know, folks go crazy like that. So just really sit down and think about what you're passionate about and, you know, turn that into turn that into revenue, monetize that shit. So that's the name of the game, folks. You know, um, folks always want to tell you, you know, if you're having problems with your job, just create your own job. Well, I gave you some hustles that you could, you know, definitely make a few bucks off of. And remember always have a fuck it fund that's that's your rainy day money a fuck it fund all right so moving on can we talk about uh hillary clinton's interview on a breakfast club um if you haven't seen it please do um that's what we're talking about in hope like uh so there was parts of the interview where she was speaking about you know the importance of voting and um how we can't let donald trump get into the white house so that's that whole fear you know, oh, it's going to get bad for us if Donald Trump get in there. I don't know how worse it can get for black folks because we're getting the shit beat out of us and we're getting killed in these streets, you know, by these um, dirty ass cops. But, and they're getting free, you know, they, they, they go to trial, boom. So the same thing's about to happen with uh, Peter Liang. He's probably going to, well, he's he's uh, he's Asian, so they're going to hit him with um, house arrest, you know, because he, he, he ain't quite white. But he's gonna get probably house arrest and probation. But uh, anyways, um, so during the end of the show, um, you know, uh, Angela Yee, she asked, uh, "What is something we don't know uh, that she carries with her or something?" And uh, she said, "Hot sauce." And uh, Charlemagne, you know, he always uh, has those troll comments, and sometimes the comments be one hundred. And he said, "You know, oh, hot back, hot sauce in your bag swag." And then, she was like, you know, she laughed it off. And then he was like, you know, people going to hear this and, you know, say Hillary Clinton is pandering to black folks. And she dead ass chuckled and said, is it working? And uh, so there you go, black folks. You know, um, I don't know how many times I have to tell y'all this about, you know, politicians, you know, uh, dancing, whipping, nay, naying, Millie rocking, uh, running man, uh, playing the saxophone. Um, coming to church and pray with you um she was sitting down slapping uh slapping them bones with some uh i think some hispanic cats 
and um you know uh pandering not talking about policies or nothing like that but it's like hey let me come down here and slum with you you know and uh you know hopefully this wakes people up uh to stop falling for the goddamn okie doke from these politicians you know uh they come and they you know hold hands with us and pray and you know uh say all these words and make you feel good then pat you on the back and once they get the vote they're gone they're ghost so uh you know it, w- it was very nice of her to uh say that and you know to expose it but then you got people i was looking at twitter um i was looking at uh different social media sites and folks were like you know black folks you know the, the, the train to be rolling tough don't it and uh she, you know these folks were you know talking about you know it was just a joke um you know she didn't really mean it you know she was just trying to get a laugh and all this other nonsense and uh you know it was you know and it just shows how desperate black folks are you know for for that good old warm hug from hillary clinton and um a website uh from from your boy um b scott you know he ran a story talking about uh different instances where you know uh hillary clinton uh, he had a couple of articles where she you know keeps tabasco sauce with her uh to to spice up her food and all this other stuff and she wasn't quote-unquote pandering but it says right in the clip he said you you know you pandering to black folks and she said is it working you know and uh so i don't know why uh your man to uh, b scott would you know co-sign that nonsense but hey maybe he uh likes that she's fighting for feminist rights and uh he's all for that you know uh for his rights so um you know it is what it is selling hope like dope hopefully uh black folks wake up and you know start putting demands behind your votes stop falling for non-tangibles you know stop falling for the song and dance and stop falling for the candidate that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside we need we know we need help we really do as far as these killings go these uh these these uh legal lynchings you know and then we could go on and on about you know how uh our neighborhoods are all beat the fuck up and uh decimated but at the same time you know that responsibility falls on us we need to stop taking our dollar out of our neighborhoods and you know start supporting our own local businesses and things like that and start building a stable economy and if you don't know how to start a business i just gave you some side hustles you know just go back and listen to the summer jam screen so that's where that comes from the neighborhoods are so fucking beat up and uh decimated is because we don't have an economic base and there's no money circulating back to these areas you know it's just as soon as you get paid you, you know you're spending money with somebody that doesn't look like you and they're taking that money back to their own community so but you know um hopefully especially my my young black folks they know what's going on like i said before the 18 uh, you know 45 crowd they know what's going on but you know these 50 plusers i need y'all to you know i need y'all to get on the right track and you know stop with these you know these bullshit pity votes like i said just because uh your, your great uncle charlie got hit in the head with a brick you know for voter rights don't mean you have to be out here pity voting okay so hillary clinton out here selling hope like motherfucking dope all right so moving on to hold this l um this one kind of hurts uh we got to put the people's champ on there um terrence bud crawford um omaha world herald uh, omaha.com ran a story yesterday excuse me about um bud going up to the uh um, excuse me um to a detail shop 
uh, the one just off of uh, almost a 60th and Sorensen, uh, trying to get back his uh, Monte Carlo that was painted of it, that customization shop. And um, so basically, I guess he still owed money on the car, um, like 1300 bucks. And uh, the guy ended up calling the cops on him because Bud and his boys used the, the car was up on a hydraulic lift. Uh, they used the hydraulic lift to get it down. And somehow the lift got broken. And then they just pushed the car on out. And uh, basically ghetto towed it down Sorensen Parkway to wherever it needed to go. Um, so, I mean, naturally listening to it, you think this is a civil matter. Um, but it was shown before that Bud actually called the cops on this uh, customization shop. Uh, to get his uh, Monte Carlo back but uh, the cops you know they said that hey you need to just finish paying off the balance and you know then you can have your uh, whip so you know I guess he didn't take too kindly to that you know uh, later on I guess a few days down the line or maybe a few weeks down the line you know he went up there with his boys to get it back so the reason that he has to hold this L is for two reasons you know the first one you know I would just pay off the balance you know I mean you got over a million dollar payday, uh, you know, on your uh, whip. Yeah, I mean, off a million dollar payday off your last fight against Lundy. And that's the first reason you got to hold this L, Terrence. And then the second, um, you went up there with your boys. You know, I, why would you go up there? Like, you, you have a brand that you need to protect. Situations like that, you know, you send, you know, not even your boys, but you just pay somebody to go up there as your representative. You know, you send somebody up there. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say send somebody up there who don't know Jesus. You know, you, you say that for other occasions, but you know, you just you just send you know a couple of big fellas up there to you know go talk to that man face to face. You know, you don't bring your ass up there, so now you about to end up getting sued. You know, so it, it's about to turn into a situation where you're tarnishing your brand. You know, your boys, you know, whoever you went up there with, you know, they shouldn't have, you know, they should have talked you out of going up there. Like, hey, let us go up there and we'll handle it, you know, even if the balance wasn't paid, you know. So, Terrence, you really got to hold this L. I mean, it, it reminds me of the situation with OJ. You know, OJ got off, got free, and then, you know, they plotted on his ass and he ended up stealing his own stuff back and serving time in prison. You don't want to go down that path. I'm not saying that you're about to kill a white woman, you know, but, you know, they had OJ big-headed ass on hitting camera, you know, stealing his own shit back and now he's serving, He about to actually probably die in prison. So, you know, Terrence, uh, you know, I really, I really, really appreciate what you do for the city, you know, and for all these little boys and girls, especially coming from where we came from, you know, inspiring them. And, um, you know, don't tarnish your brand like this. I know your lawyer said it's probably a civil matter, but, you know, just this guy, you know, calling the cops and shit like that, trying to blow it out of proportion, you know, it, it, it's tarnishing your brand. And you have a very strong brand right now. And you're doing great things. So you always have somebody else handle your lightweight. This ain't no huge situation. Ain't nobody, you know, this is about a car, you know, a paint job on a car, you know, an old car at that. So you don't really need, that's lightweight. You have somebody in your camp handle that, you know, you don't handle that at all. You don't go up there, you know, trying to do your own thing and shit like that. You let's you pay somebody else, you know, you give somebody two, three hundred dollars to go on up there and flex for you you don't need to do the flexing so that's why i got you holding this l and you know hopefully somebody let him hear this you know hopefully he listens to this podcast and you know this 
talking some sense into my man, you know, because you have a brand, don't tarnish that shit, you know, don't waste your talent and what you've built so far over a fucking car and $1,300, you know. What I would do if I were you in that situation, I would have paid off the balance. You know, if I didn't like the paint job, then I would have took his ass to court. You know, you got the money for your lawyer to handle that, you take his ass to court. And then, you know, if it was a situation where I had to send somebody up there, I would send somebody up there. I wouldn't go myself, you know, and I wouldn't send any of my close friends up there. You know, like I said, two, three hundred dollars, get some big nigga off the block to go up there and handle your lightweight. So Terrence, that's why you gotta hold this L, fam. Alright, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. I just wanna shout out the uh, National Basketball League of America. They are bringing a team to Omaha. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be called the Omaha Chargers. And the logo is actually a rhino. I mean, you can look it up on uh, Omaha.com. Uh, the World Herald just ran this story. Um, I know a few uh, episodes ago, maybe one last year, I talked about how I'd be sitting courtside if we actually got that development league, NBA, NBDL development league. A team, but hey, we do got a team, so all my folks, uh, you know, uh, I would say, uh, all my folks that's close to 30, and you know, all my let's say 27 plus crowds, y'all remember the Omaha Racers that we used to have, you know, with the, uh, the Black Horse, um, that was a fire ass team, but um, used to play at the old Exarbon, um, but yeah, this team will uh, they'll play about 10 home games at the Ralston Arena, so over there just off the interstate off of 72nd. And uh, this is going to be between September and November. So um, that's what's up. Uh, there's going to be some other teams lined up. Uh, the Sioux City Hornets, the Dakota Magic. Um, and there, uh, there's three other cities they're talking about. I know that ain't just all the teams. I hope not. I'm going to check out the website, though. Um, and, you know, hopefully people support it. I love basketball. I know my black ass going to be sitting there courtside thinking that I'm you know, I'm thinking I'm Hove or somebody else, you know, sitting courtside with my lady or with the squad. And, um, yeah, so that's that's going to be pretty dope. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, the, the deal was just finalized uh, last week, which is crazy. And uh, the thing about it, you know, the Ralston Arena is in some debt, so hopefully this does bring out some more um you know some bring out some more people and generate some money and uh hopefully this thing takes off uh hopefully it ain't like the uh, omaha nighthawks you know that football team that we had down playing at the uh the baseball stadium downtown that shit was a disaster boy i mean why would you even think about bringing a you know a semi-pro football team in nebraska where you know the huskers that's our pro team right there but anyway Hopefully the Omaha Chargers take off. You know, I'll get me some T-shirts and some hats, definitely. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be looking like a poor man's fabulous out here, you know, with my with my matching hat jersey and shit like that. So, yeah, that's what's up. So, uh, yeah, I think it starts so probably this September, you know, and it's right off the interstate. And, you know, the Ralston Arena is going to be filled up. And, you know, we won't be subject to uh, any more bikini boxing all the damn time at that damn arena. So shout out to uh, the, uh, you know, the National Basketball League of America. All right. So moving on to the last segment of the show, health over wealth. You know, without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. So this quote comes from Alice Walker. And she says, no person is your friend who demands your silence or denies your right to grow. So. Hey, look at your circle of friends, watch the company you keep, and 
hey, you might have to cut some folks off. There is nothing wrong with that. You might have to cut off some folks to grow. So there is nothing wrong with that. So let go of those toxic people and toxic relationships. And uh, you know what? Keep thriving. And like I said, for my people out there who have um, a huge following, uh, just hit me up on Twitter at uh, Durags Boat Shoes or uh, hit me up, uh, you know, at Omaha Hostage. And uh, please, you know, hit me up so we can chop up game um, so I can get these T-shirts out to you so I can get this podcast promoted to a larger audience and uh, move that uh, couple hundred listeners up to, uh, you know, a few hundred thousand. So much love and respect to everybody for listening. And I will holla and see you next week. Um, got a pretty big interview um, coming up. So I'm going uh, to get right to it and start uh, working out those questions. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, a couple weeks we'll have a, a nice interview from a, a big artist here in the city. So holla. Me and my confidants, we shine, you feel the ambiance, y'all niggas just rhyme. Body ounce though accumulates like snow. We don't just shine, we illuminate the whole show. You feel me? Factions from the other side would love to kill me. Spill three quarts of my blood into the street, let alone the heat. Fuck em. We hate a nigga loving his life In all possible ways No defense is bugging my life Hospital days Reflecting when my man laid up On the uptown high block He got his side sprayed up I saw his life slipping This is a minor setback Yo, still in all we living Just dream about to get back That made him smile Though his eyes said Pray for me I do you one better And slay these niggas faithfully Murder is a tough thing to digest It's a slow process And I ain't got nothing but time I had near brushes Not to mention Three shots close Range, never touch me. Divine intervention, can't stop by from drinking my ties with Tata down in Nevada. Ha ha, ba ba. World life, I dabbled in crazy way. Without rap, I was crazy straight. Pot, and I'm still spending money for 88. What? I'm out for presidents to represent me. I'm out for presidents to represent me. I'm out for presidents to represent me. I make you and your whack man fold like bad hands, roll like Monopoly. Advance, you copy me like white crystal. I gross the most at the end of the fiscal year than these niggas could wish to. The dead presidential candidate with the sprinkles in the presidential ice that'll offend you in due time when crime flees my mind. All sneak thieves and player haters can shine. But until then, I keep the trillion cut diamonds shining brilliant. I tell you half the story, the rest you fill it in. Long as the villain win, I spend Japan yen. The ten major events catch me in the joints, convinced my iguanas is biting. J A Y hyphen, controlling, manipulating. I got a good life, man. Pounds and pence, enough dollars make sense. Why you ride the bench? Catch me swinging for the fence. Dead presidents, you know. Uh huh. So be it, the Soviet, the unified steady flow. You already know, you light, I'm heavy row, heavy dough, Mike Machete, your flow. 
Your paper falls slow like your Betty. Mine's a steady grow, Betty grow. Pray five, then it for blow. Better believe I have 1160 to show. My dough flip like Tycoon. Jay Z the icon. Maybe you like Dawn. Maybe this crystals will change your life on. Roll with the winners. Heavy spinners like hit records. Rockefeller. Don't get it corrected. This shit is perfected from chips. The chicks are scribbing the Lexus. Naked without your gun. We taking everything you brung. We caking. Your niggas is faking. We getting it done. Crime family. Well connected. Jay Z. Getting you fake dogs. Is unplugged like MTV. Y'all empty three. Take your treasure. My pleasure. Dead president jails. Politics is you jail. Bad. Presidents 